0: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard podcast with
1: Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co-host
2: Catherine Brandt, Andy Brant Bernard, Bernard, and Reverend Christopher. Reverend Christopher
0: is in studio. Ari Middleman will join us. Paths of the Righteous, Stories of Heroism, Humanity, and Hope. See, all you got to do is look for the, the uh, family podcast and you get stories of heroism, humanity, and hope. Mm-hmm. Actual good news. Will we get arrested for giving people good news? Think it, we might just <laughs> probably, we'll probably be arrested. One day. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt
2: it's it. It's not allowed there, Don. Don't,
0: don't stop doing that. That's stop. terrible. You can't control people who are happy, apparently. So that's good. Anyway, we'll take a break be right back. Ari Middleman will join us right after this, along with Reverend Tim. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with you.
3: Uh, Maybe.
0: (laughs) Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
4: Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here. And if you're like me, you've got some serious
2: riding plans. i never seen you looking so bad,
0: my funky one. I said my funky one. Catherine calls me my funky one all the time. Oh, Tom, man, how are you, my funky chosen one? Chosen
1: <laughs> term of endearment.
0: Just let me know where Ari Middleman is ready to go, Andrew. I believe he is. That's the middleman. Ari Middleman, how are you? Hi, how are you? Magnificent. Uh, I, I just warned everybody, Ari, that you were going to be on. The reason I warned him is because you've got good news in the... You watch the news, there's no such thing as good news, so they're going to have to stay on their toes if you're going to deliver stories of heroism, humanity, and hope, paths of righteous, of the righteous. It's, it's, I'm looking forward to this. I really am.
4: Uh, uh, well, thank you. I mean, the bar's been said hi. I don't know if I'll be able to meet it. But, uh, no, no, that, you why can why meet I it. i to deliver good news. No, I think it's the whole thing...
0: Uh, the first two paragraphs of the descriptor they sent to me, and by the way, you can pick the uh, book up anywhere, certainly at Amazon and all the rest of the book is available. Paths of the Righteous, Stories of Heroism, Humanity, and Hope is available everywhere. Throughout history, Jewish leaders have shown our community and, humani- uh, uh, and humanity what it means to rise to the occasion. But do you know the stories of non-Jewish uh, luminaries that uplift our community while inspiring their own? In Paths of Righteous. Discover eight individuals have gone above and beyond for Israel and the Jewish people during a difficult and turbulent period. Ari, you know how wonderful it is for you to be doing this? I mean, seriously, it makes me feel better, and I'm not even involved. What does that tell you?
4: Well, um, you know, what, well, you are involved, I mean, we've had great momentum since uh, the book launched in uh, February, and um, I'm just honored uh, as we're hitting the uh, summer vacation, you uh, um, that uh, to be on with uh, uh, with you and others in minnesota
0: wonderful wonderful i i just love the story though all all these people helping one another because you just all right do you think we're in a situation can we ever turn around the mindset of the world and certainly america that uh there's always a bad guy there's always a victim everybody no one's happy do you think we'll ever get past that or are we just too human to get past that
4: well, I think we can only be uh, optimistic. A lot of this book, um, uh, the, the reason behind it came out of a very dark, difficult period, originally from Pennsylvania, okay. and um, what happened in uh, uh, October 2018 in Pittsburgh at that synagogue on that Saturday morning yes. that took yep. me to my court yep, and to the community very well. Um, and uh, that being said, uh, the next year, even with record unprecedented anti-Semitic violence and, uh, from California, there was an awful synagogue attack, through uh, New York, New Jersey, the most diverse part of the world, there was other deadly violent anti-Semitic attack. Throughout that process, though, my wife, after uh, many, many years of trying, she um, uh, became pregnant, so uh, we always are focused on the optimism and what what lies ahead, and that was really uh, how this began.
0: So how did you discover all these things, Ari? Uh, How how did you come to know all these things about uh, these certain situations?
4: Well, so the book profiles uh, eight very different, um, just everyday uh, uh, um, leaders—four men, four women, uh, some black, some white, uh, a Latina woman from um, some from the United States, some from uh, from Um, abroad—and I, frankly, just kind of met them by happenstance, and I'm just deeply grateful that each of them uh, gave me their most valuable resource, just like you're giving me yours, your the uh, their time and our conversations uh, veered from the personal to the philosophical and everything in between. And um, I, I learned a heck of a lot and, you know, thank goodness the uh, readers are as well. We've um, had a lot of momentum since the February launch.
0: How many, uh I mean, obviously, it must have taken you a while to find these stories. How how, how did you find them all? Because they're, I'll just read this one line, black, white, and Latino from Africa, Europe, and North America. You will meet four men and four women you won't soon forget. How did you know about all these people?
4: So in, in, in two instances, uh, it, these were folks that I had known for um, some time. Oh, okay. Uh, just, right. uh, but in other instances, uh, I had seen them. Um, you know, at a stage, uh, at a conference sometime over the years, and friends were kind enough to make an introduction. Um, and in other instances, I have no problem just making a cold call. And I'm very grateful that uh, in each instance the folks uh, took the time away from their, their busy schedules to uh, let little old me pepper them with questions. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, the the book's a fast read. I will say. I mean, people have bought this book and finished it on an airplane. Um, I've heard that more than once. I've had other people tell right. me they finished it in a in a weekend. Um, I think, frankly, each of these people, these wonderful um, uh, leaders, they they deserve their own standalone book. Um, you know, I only do kind of four thousand to five thousand word fast-paced short stories uh, to give uh, mm-hmm. folks a real snapshot of um, uh, these incredible folks. You know, Ari,
0: it's so great uh, here because Reverend Tim Christopher is in studio, a black man in America today. We just had – I always introduce him as a black man in America today. Check me out. (laughs) Check me out. But Ari, it's so great to have everybody in studio. Reverend, pleasure to
2: meet you. Thank you. You too. You too.
0: Absolutely. Um, uh, Catherine, my wife, is here, our son Andy, our daughter Alex. I mean, to to have the family sit here and listen to the hi, everyone. Hello. They're all here. But but it's so great for our son and our daughter to hear you and Reverend Tim talking about very positive things. Not everything's been worked out. we got a long way to go in a lot of areas. But I love our children, Andy and Alex, hearing very positive things from two men today. I, I think it's great.
4: Yeah, look, uh, I think the black community and the Jewish community in this country um, have been uh, incredibly natural allies. I found in the researching of this book Um, Something I did not know, and I profile uh, three diverse uh, black leaders in in the book, um, that the last public address before that awful day in in April 1968 Mm -hmm. in Memphis when Dr. King lost his life, the last public address Dr. King had was in front of a group of rabbis from across the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean,
0: all that means so much. Now, that was a tough period because I'm of the age. I'm 70 years old, so I was, I believe, 15 years old at the time. I had not turned 16 yet. It was, it's been a pretty tough road to hoe, Ari and, and uh, Reverend. It just, having that news delivered to you at such a at such an age as 15, 16 years old, that was very, very difficult to take. There's no question about that. So, uh I've been kind of keeping that in my back pocket now for the past, so I guess, 50 years, something like that. Uh, I, I hope that we, we're getting better and better, even even little steps, baby steps. I, I hope we're getting better with all these situations. Uh, Ari, I was talking to Reverend Tim about the fact that um, – We had a great guest. I do a morning show in town as well uh, on the local radio show. I've been doing it for 37 years, and we had a guest on this this morning. Andre was just a great guest talking about this is the anniversary, the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson being allowed to play in the major leagues. That word Mm -hmm. allowed really upsets me, Ari. I will tell you, I don't like that word, you know? Agreed. So, well, again, uh, allow time to get there. That you, If you want to allow extra time to get someplace, that's fine. But <laughs> allowing a human being to do something is just, it just is never going to sound right to me. Do you think?
4: Well, I guess I'll play off of that. Um, and, and use the term allowed. I'm, uh, as I mentioned originally, from Pennsylvania. I mm-hmm. used to have a condo literally down the street from um, uh, Independence Hall. Oh. And our founding fathers, uh, they allowed all of us the opportunity uh, to form a more perfect union. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure what perfect means, especially uh, in this day and age when things are pretty uh, topsy-turvy. But, um, you know, I think we should always strive to form a more perfect union. That would be really, really nice.
2: Could, can I ask you You're question?
4: all over it, Reverend. Absolutely.
2: Hey. How are how you doing today? Um Uh, if if you're good i'm good Uh, i'm good (laughs) thank you you, sir i'm good hey (laughs) what what made you write this book did something happen did did you just wake up one morning and say you know what um i just need to put a little love into the world and i want to show something um something different uh what made you write the book
4: uh, thank you. Yeah, that 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 question comes up often uh, at events around the country. We've had because uh, I'm still pinching myself, and I don't consider myself an author. But uh, the truth is that I didn't set out to write a book, Reverend. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, it was it was it was a tough time. It was an emotional time with what happened uh, at the synagogue in Pittsburgh, and then in April 2019, on the last day of Passover, there was another uh, violent attack at a synagogue outside of San Diego, California. Um, Two weeks after that, um, I had uh, no interest in going to this program, but my wife was organizing it in our uh, home community in Maryland, and difficult to say um, no to your wife, as, as, as each of you know, and uh, the program, um, you know, but I, I'd been in a suit and tie all day, and I just really had no interest in going to an evening program and uh, sitting and uh, making uh, small talk, but I went, and I was going to go for five minutes. That stayed for the entire two hours. The speaker is the first leader I profile in my book. Um, he's uh, right out of central casting six foot five dark skin, um, uh, son of Jamaican parents, uh, firefighter in South Florida, who has spent uh, his vacation time going over to Israel to put out wildfires by terrorists. So, um, I, I stayed and I said, my God, that's a super inspiring story. I had no idea who this fella is, but, uh, um, out to breakfast the next morning, and uh, we became fast friends. And I realized that there's a lot of folks like that that are completely out of the headlines, but are just doing really noble,
2: uh, courageous work. Yeah, we don't, we we don't, we don't get to see them much because the news and everybody else likes to focus on what's ugly in the world. Um, I, I am right here in um minnesota and a lot of the work that i do is in minneapolis and there are a lot of people that you never hear about just like what you were saying with this guy who is doing work who is helping people but you don't hear about that you hear about the ugly that comes out of there and that that's that's pretty cool to have someone motivate you enough to where you know you want to write about it and you want to write a book um it's, it's you don't you don't you don't get that much from people anymore because there's not much people want to offer anymore. Everybody's have closed off here lately um, to anything and to everybody to the point that nobody opens up to be able to hear a story like this guy said to you or your 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 book that you wrote. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I
4: fully agree. I appreciate
2: that. and we was talking about. Today, when, when I got here and Tom, when I was talking about uh, what do we see, you know, pretty much what do we see the world? Do you, do you think that there would be a time that we can all come together? Do you do do you feel that are we, we so far apart that we, we can't bring this thing back together and have everybody understand some, you know, understand each other?
4: Well, it's it's a difficult time in the United States, and I think um, around uh, around the world. Yeah, uh, that's not me yeah. saying it. That's that, that, that's the FBI. I mean, we have uh, uh, hate crimes at record levels, not just against the Jewish community, but um, uh, just across the board. And hate is hate. Um, but it, I think there's, to a degree, there's a role that the government can play. But I think much larger, it's that's um, it's. it's, it's folks like yourself, Reverend, and congregations and faith leaders, uh, teachers, and then just conversations around the, uh, um, the dinner table with, uh, with family that, um, we had an event, uh, in New York, um, with, uh, the Latina, uh, woman I profile, uh, who's, who's from Miami. And, um, you know, she, she pointed out that, uh, you know, each of us, um, uh, observant Jews who are noticeably Jewish, uh, uh, you know, e- each of us are an ambassador, uh, in a way for our community. And we might be, she, 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 she was saying it much better than I am, but we might be standing at a bus stop. Uh, and there might be someone from the Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic also standing there. And regardless of what they read or what they, they see on TV or in the movies, you know, that, that's just human interaction, uh, uh, waiting at a bus. Um, you know, uh, really frames a lot of people's worldview. And I think probably both of you in a city as diverse as Minneapolis uh, uh, know what I'm talking about. Well, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like
0: I, I said, to have the family here listening to this today, I think is very, very important because I do then uh, Again, I mentioned that morning show. I do. I, I try to watch the news. I have a very difficult time doing it, but if you, uh, You dig kind of deep. Uh, You can find people doing really, really nice things. There were many, many stories this week, as a matter of fact, about people helping other people. Something has happened, and I want to ask, you know, uh, Reverend Tim and Ari, I want to ask you too, and and, uh, of course the whole family. I've had a bunch of people on this show, as a matter of fact, just yesterday, the day before, whatever. A man, an an Italian friend of mine from Detroit, I, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida at the time, that's where I met him, I have not heard from him in 45 years. This was the last time I heard. His name is Mick Rizzo, and he called into the show, and we put him on the show. And then I can't say the man's name because there's a surprise coming up for him, but I haven't seen him in 25 years. And his family reached out to me and asked if I would come to an event. Are, are people reaching out just trying to find some happiness now? I mean the fact that I haven't talked to Mick in forty five years we had this magnificent conversation talking about all these very positive things. are people at least trying to reach out and look for looking for happiness
4: well i, I would I would uh, defer to, it's a your reverend to go first
2: I, I I don't I mean, I mean from what what i run into and uh, this is just my my experience um, dealing with people and dealing with um, those around the community right now i like i said, i, I just don't see that tom
0: that's so sad i,
2: I, I don't see people willing to come together and to be together now the community that i work in you know they shoot each other you know yep, i mean let's let's happen. i like I said, i'm i'm a, i'm gonna be real i'm gonna call it the way it is so the only time that uh, in the black community right now, you know people are talking about coming together is when we release balloons because somebody is dead, somebody's yeah. died, somebody's got shot. you know only time we come together is when you know they want to protest the police or something like that. There is no I mean Juneteenth is coming up, so yeah. everybody's gonna use that as a, a means to come together. But as an everyday, getting to know your neighbor or finally just opening a door or open up to people. I, I, I really just don't see it right now.
0: That's so that's really unfortunate. Ari, what do you think about that?
4: Well, unfortunately I would, I would uh, agree to a large um, part there, but I would, uh, cause I'm always looking for the positive. Um, Good. An, I like we, that. We have a, yeah. We, we, we have a two-year-old daughter, so I'm always, uh, you know, trying to stay positive uh, uh, stay positive and uh, be, be a good role model. Um, you know, we're coming up on 110 days of the Sopha war in Ukraine. And I think yeah. as divided as our country is, as uh, divided as uh, the world is, I think, by and large, there's been unprecedented unity. Uh, that congregations of all sorts have done all sorts of incredible volunteer work and philanthropy. Um, folks that aren't part of any faith congregations have opened up their back pockets uh, and, 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 and helped out. Um, you know, so, you know, I think that we should always look, um, albeit small, I think there are examples of, uh, of of unity and coming together.
0: Well, again, as long as there's some sign, I guess I'm okay with that. As long as there's <laughs> somebody out there trying to do a better job, I guess I can, I can live with that for now and we can keep moving forward. But it just seemed like too much of a coincidence that, you know, a few people reached out to me in the last few months and uh, in, in the last week, those two. But uh, there's got to be a reason why they're reaching out and just looking looking back at better times, maybe. Maybe that's just what it is, they're just looking back on happier times. Rob, that's,
5: that's why 80s and 90s uh, uh, nostalgia bait is so common right now, I think. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. You know, the reason everyone's mm-hmm. so into that is because everyone's like, oh, let's – let we'll just pretend it's the '80s again for a little bit. Yeah, Stranger Things right. is huge, and that's another. It's back yep. to the '80s, even though the show itself, you wouldn't exactly want to live in that world. It's still like you know. I think the idea of being hunted by actual monsters in the '80s is more palatable than living in the 2020s. No, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. unfortunately, <laughs> that's a
2: problem. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Can we as people, and this is for Ari and Reverend Tim, can we as people do things in our own lives to make, make it easier for everybody else? Maybe, is there anything you can do as an individual? Just try to live a better life yourself. Would, would an example help?
2: I mean, to me, it, it, I always tell people, stay in church. You know, oh, you're
0: gonna get some people mad at you for
2: saying I, that. No, now. I, I, I I realize that. <laughs> I understand that. But I I've got to say that because of you know, like I, I always tell people, I, I I don't I don't try to come off being perfect or act like I'm perfect. But I know what did it for me. I know what turned my life around, and I know what made me start going out and wanting to try to make other people better. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I think we've gotten away from um, being being spiritual like we're supposed to Mm -hmm. and just going out and and basing our life off of what uh we should be doing as uh as as christians um and helping other people i mean when when i go out and i do things that makes me feel good oh yeah it really really does when people hug you and say thank you for it that makes you feel good and i think that's what it is i don't think we got enough feel good moments People don't, just don't have enough feel-good moments in their life anymore. We need feel-good moments. And yeah, I think if true. you go out and you help somebody and you bring somebody up, mm-hmm. y- you're making them feel good by what you're doing for them, and it's making you feel good for doing the things that you're actually supposed to do.
4: Are people out I, there – oh, go ahead, Ari. Sorry. I was going to say I, I, I agree 100%. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, so my, my, my book is eight – uh, Christian leaders, everyday folks who've gone above and beyond for the Jewish community. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, some of them are a little more spiritual and religious than um, uh, than than the others. Uh, but what I found, um, and for those who haven't read the book, uh, each each chapter uh, uh, is an attribute. Uh, and I found that the more I, I spoke with them, I realized each of them had an innate and unique value. And I think that when combined, uh, those eight uh, attributes and values, um, uh, you know, really make for uh, um, some secret sauce. Uh, I by no means have uh, uh, have that secret sauce, but I learned a hell of a lot in the um, in the writing and the researching uh, and interviewing process. Um, and as I've gotten to know these folks better, as we've been doing a uh, a really robust book tour. Well, yeah. So in other like words, I think that every I think everyday uh, folks. And look, I mean, I think there's probably thousands of people out there um, uh, similar to these eight. Um, but unfortunately, there's tens of thousands of folks. Uh, and we can picture coworkers and neighbors that they keep their head down. They look the other way. You know, it's a lot easier to do that throughout mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more difficult uh, to take the path that, 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 that these individuals chose. I mean, these eight individuals, I don't think... For any one of them, this was a lucrative path. Uh, it certainly wasn't the easiest. In some instances, they were completely ostracized by their community and their uh, and their peers. But uh, to a person, they each told me it was just the right thing to do.
0: Ari and Reverend, do you think all those years ago, in the, in the late 1960s, when people decided— and I'm not a, an overtly religious person. I grew up Roman Catholic, and it was a big, big deal to my mother to be Catholic. There's no doubt about that. Never judged anybody else because they weren't. She was not like that at all. But do you think the fact that we've kind of, uh, you know... uh, One thing I will say about the black community and the Jewish community, you've come together much better than, like, say, in my case, the Catholic community. Um, Do you think it'll be important? Whether you believe God is just a, a short term for good or, you know, that whole situation, do you think we're missing that element where people used to come together... Reverend and Ari well, used to come together, whether it was at church or at shul, whatever it was, uh, that it made them feel better, and they just don't do it as much anymore. Do you think that's part of the problem?
2: I do. Like I said, uh, when it when it comes to understanding what you know, what God wants from us and wants us to do, if you look at it, um, at the end of the day, it's basically teaching you to help people one another help one another and if you help one another and you help one another in a group then you're going to be around people one of the things that Ari was saying was that people walk around with their head down right and and they don't look at each other nobody says hello to anybody anymore that's
0: right very true oh (laughs) (laughs) alex is
1: (laughs) mike i am a runner and so I run outdoors. I say hi to every person I run Me by too. or I, I wave at them. I'd say 20% of people even acknowledge that I was yep. near them. No, it's and true. It, they're all adult people. It's not yep. like it's, you know, teenagers and we like all fully adult people. And I just. I know. It's a, it's a lot of the same people, too. And because like. You run at kind of the same yeah. time of day and whatever, and there's, like, all these people that was, every morning saying, I'm like, hi, or good morning, yeah. and they just don't even look at me. I was <laughs> just going, I go, hi, or not.
4: This is making me uh, <laughs> yeah. This is making me very sad because I have a confession to make. I've never been to the state of Minnesota. I've been blessed to go all over the world. Uh, but I was always told of uh, that Midwestern uh, friendliness and charm. I thought it was just an East Coast thing. Not anymore. That's It's always been.
5: Oh a no, there's
1: the Minnesota. <laughs> well, it
5: depends Minnesota on where nice you are. is definitely, and what. It depends on where you are. Like people yeah. up north, I found tend to still be like that. Whereas people around the cities, not so much. Definitely.
1: Well, but then, like you know, a lot of the time, like your neighbor will do lots of really wonderful things for you, even though you didn't need to ask. Like, I don't right. know. There's there's certain things that are definitely minnesota
2: nice well, well tom you know how we are in black community we walk by each other we say what's up oh, all, the right? oh. all the time right all the time absolutely we don't we don't even do that anymore really yeah i mean you 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 that's walk terrible. by you walk by somebody and and it's it's just looking one in the, each other in the face stone cold face and that's why i always tell people smile at somebody so somebody smile back at you yeah, yeah. If you smile at somebody people usually smile at you right it, 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 to usually you know and so i think that's that's what we've gotten away from we we've just gotten away from that whole feeling that we want to make somebody feel good because we don't feel good ourselves mm-hmm. so we're not reaching out anymore. i think
0: that's the answer is that how we feel is more yeah. important about than how you feel yeah. and i don't understand it can't we all feel good that'd be nice if we get all. I walk through the halls of this building. We're in about a five-story building here. It's a, a big land. It takes up a lot of land. It's a big, you know, very long and very broad, only five stories. But people, I've been in this building now for a couple of years. We have. And people have gotten to be, gotten more used to the fact that if I'm walking past them, I'm going to say hello. So some of them now respond who didn't used to respond because they know I'm not going to give it up. That every time I walk by, I'm going to go, good morning. How are you?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: they are gotten better about it. Not all of them. Not all of them have gotten better about it. But uh, I think, is there one thing that, that the two of you or everybody on this panel uh, sitting at this table right now, is there any, there are any, a couple of basic things that you can do to just make yourself feel better while you're making others feel better? There's got to be a couple of things, right? Helping people out. Uh, we just went to a, a um, The Bloomington, Minnesota Police Department were giving out ice cream cones to little children, and just to be among them all was wonderful. Everybody was in a great mood. Nobody was mad at anybody. The kids were just ecstatic about it. Uh, I had a wonderful time. went to a fundraiser for the Smile Network, which uh, Kim Valentini runs. She fixes... uh, Cleft palates on people all around the world. Basically, a lot in South South America. I mean, but she's been to Africa. She's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I've had a wonderful week, Ari and Reverend Tim. I've had a wonderful week watching people help other people, and those people are a lot happier than the other ones. They're um, they're helping people makes them very happy, which I really
4: enjoy watching. You know, I, I would just say. Um, what, what, what's happening in Ukraine is deeply personal. It was 20, 20 years ago. Um, 20 years ago in April, I made my first trip there, um, and I've been back many times, um, uh, primarily with the Jewish community. Um, last month, uh, nine of us from my synagogue in Maryland uh, went to Moldova, which is a uh, very small country um, right there on the border. Uh, not a member of NATO, not a member of the... EU. Why do I mention all this? So um, average age of the trip was... Um, somewhere north of 75, um, oh, okay. but yeah, really yeah, committed community leaders and philanthropists, and uh, we were only there for two and a half days, and I was uh, as uh, the one who coordinated all this, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little intimidated as we were making our way to the, the airport. Uh, you know, it's really going to work out, two and a half days, traveling halfway around the world, um, you know, adjacent to a war zone, uh, and each of them, uh, even though these were jam-packed days, the two days on the ground, each of them, uh, and in particular the two-year-old men, they, they both said this was the most energizing uh, and meaningful two and a half days uh, mm-hmm. of my life. Um, and you know, I, I've been thinking about that. It's been over a month, but I guess when you you know when you see a little five-year-old or six-year-old uh, light up, uh, you're offering them a Hershey's kiss uh, oh. or something like that. See. They you know, and they haven't, they haven't seen their dad or their older brothers uh, at that point for, you know, 90-some days. Um, you know, it, it just it ma-
0: makes, it makes it all better. No doubt. The book is called Paths of the Righteous Stories of Heroism, Humanity, and Hope. Ari Middleman, M-I-T-T-L-E-M-A-N. The book is available everywhere. Ari, thank you so much. You're a very kind man. Yeah, you're a hell of a guy, Ari. I never met you in person, but I could tell you're my kind of guy.
4: Well, I've been all over with this book tour, and I'm hoping to get to, uh, to Minnesota. So, um, But th- thank you. I really appreciated the chance to chat with you all. Oh, it was terrific talking to you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right,
0: you too. Bye. We'll take a break. Be right back. Got one more segment coming up right after this. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11, 15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will, too. Continuum weight and Wellbeing: life beyond weight loss mode. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Harry Middleman. Very very nice man. Just wants people to be happy. That's it. Wants to point out who the he's got eight people. They're very very helpful and happy people. Uh, and I just love the fact that he he came on and talked about that uh, at length. Uh, Reverend
2: Tim, you had a nice
0: conversation with him. I thought.
2: Yeah, that was that was um, that was pretty cool uh, with with that host to be able to talk to him uh, about. Uh, Actually, you know, like you said, making people happy and just him staying positive. Yeah. Just being a positive yep. guy. You know what I mean? Yep. We we're sitting there going, holy smoke. And like, like I said, you was talking about your situation at Costco. I went down to Texas <laughs> and I wanted to buy this 10-gallon hat. I, I definitely definitely wanted a cowboy hat. I was looking I'm telling you right now, I was looking cool. <laughs> I was looking good, though. Look look cool. <laughs> <that said>, Thank <laughs> you very much. The wife was loving the hat, so that's all that mattered. Right, I don't that, care what anybody agrees. Agree. But that's but cool. here I am about to buy a three hundred dollar hat, Tom. And I've got this little kid and I can understand. I mean it was hot. And there was no, you know, it was it was what, like one of them little storefronts that didn't have any air conditioning. In oh, yeah, yeah. So I I can understand that he was he was probably and it was at the end of the day. And he was probably in one of those moods like, Look, I'm 17 years old. I need to get out of here. I've got friends I need to buy. but it was just the rudeness yeah, that, that, that yeah. did not get that sale over the top. So I, I I understand your Costco thing. But I left Texas without a 10-gallon hat, so I was pretty bummed oh, about that. Oh, so you that. didn't get the hat? No, I didn't get the hat. Couldn't you go out and want it at the airport? At, airport hat? No, I didn't want it. No, airport no, hat? No. <laughs> you
3: want the airport
2: I hat. I didn't want the airport hat. I wanted a, a real cowboy 10-gallon hat, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. And, and yeah, this, this kid kind of just blew all my smoke up, and I was like, wow, Okay. And I'm leaving Texas. I don't have a hat, and and he's out of a sale. So yeah, look at that. Yeah, but you know, had he had he just answered a few questions, um, even being rude, if he would have answered them, mm-hmm. I probably still would have bought it because I really wanted that hat. Yeah, really wanted the hat. <laughs> but nope, I don't. I don't have a hat. So you know, listening listening to the, to this guy and saying you know he found what eight people right mm-hmm. that he did a eight he did people. a story yeah. on. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, I, I, I'm going to go out tomorrow. I mean, Saturday. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out Saturday, and I'm going to find me eight people, and I'm going to ask them their story. I like and it. And see what it is.
0: That's a good it's, idea. Yeah,
2: and, and see what the deal is. And just just to have a conversation with somebody,
5: mm-hmm. to have
2: somebody in yep. your face long enough that you can talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. We have a caller. I believe it's Craig.
0: Craig, how are things on the border?
3: Oh <laughs> oh it's fun. Uh, we just elected the first uh, Mexican born uh, senator and pretty much everyone's going nuclear down here, so that's cool. Why are they going nuclear
0: in a good way or a bad way?
3: <laughs> Isn't good nuclear? Is there any such thing? No it, well the the liberal, uh, the liberal left progressive they, they spent uh, they spent six million dollars down here and bought a radio station. And if you look at who came out to vote, is that the majority of the people who came out to vote for for this woman? Ninety eight percent of it was Hispanic, and they right. voted straight. Repu- they voted Republican. That's what I heard. And, the re- the oh Republican.
1: yeah, I read about yeah. that. That that's yep. been a Democratic stronghold, right?
3: Yep. yep. And so now, so now everyone is like you. You listen to like public radio down here, which is you know purgatory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That <clears throat> that they they're they're screaming about right white racism and and you know how like you know this is uh, she's she's basically the a Hispanic white supremacist and you know the classic <sighs> I mean, hitting the, hit, hit, hitting hitting
4: the,
3: hitting the beats but uh, listen oh. uh, is the Reverend there the yeah. Reverend's here, He's here. Reverend yeah. I am one of your biggest I'm one of your biggest fans I've been wow. following you as uh, as
2: Soon as yeah. you came
3: onto the radar, uh, I, have, I have two questions for you. Okay. Okay. Number one, have you have you read that Minnesota of uh, the Department of Minnesota uh, mental health report yet? No, I have. Came out
2: uh, to- uh, no no oh, okay. I, I have not okay. I, I've I've been busy on these gun bills so I, I haven't I have not.
3: Uh, in this report. In this report from the Department of, of Health for, from Minnesota is that they, they for the first time in, in ever, is that they added a new metric to the report called the uh, loneliness, loneliness uh, incentivized like SERP or something like that. It, it's a metric of how many people in Minnesota, to, uh, when they filled up the Minnesota Department of Health surveys, declared themselves to be lonely or they have less than one best friend. And this is the first time that this metric has been added to this report. And as of right now, uh, 65% of Minnesotans surveyed in this report say that they're lonely and they don't have anyone to talk to. Oh, and there it is. also it, also in this report, uh, they, they they say something about the Japanese uh, effect. And what they mean by this is that they notice that during COVID-19, and actually in 2022, water usage in Minneapolis and St. Paul has skyrocketed. And one of the reasons why they think that water usage in Minneapolis and St. Paul is skyrocketing is because lonely people are taking more showers, warm showers, because it stimulates the effects of being hugged. Oh, God, that's so sad.
2: Yeah, I've never... I have never heard that, my friend. I, I've never heard anything, anything like that. And, and that, like Tom said, that that is sad really to is. know that you know people are not getting the the warmth and the warmth and the love that 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 they need. I mean, wow, that that is huge.
3: I I, I have a copy of this report, and I would I'll, I'll find a way to contact you on Twitter or something. But I definitely think you should read this report.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I've just been uh, crazy busy, you know, with this hair, this gunfight that we're about to get ourselves into. But yeah that that sounds like it uh, that sounds like something that, that I'll definitely get into. I mean, and it's the same thing with the homeless people that I deal with a lot is, you know, when 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 I am talking to them, you know, it's like it's hard. Not not that I'm trying to get away from them. But because they don't talk to people a lot or people don't talk to them a lot, um, they, they they have a lot to say. So I'm 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 with them or around them for for a while. So in a way I kinda understand uh what you what you just said. But yeah, let me let me let me let me check that out, man.
3: Okay. And and then I got a two part question, if if Tom will allow it. Absolutely. God. One I'm, I'm loving this uh one at saturday uh Saturday at nine fifteen pm the the Minneapolis shot spotter system was so overloaded it shut down oh, and had God. to be rebooted oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that the thing is is that there were so many gunshots Saturday night that the sh- that the shot spotter system the buffer that ran the system overloaded. uh two, did you watch the frontline special? Uh, that that the pine, that the star Tribune did.
2: No, I, I did not. Okay. No.
3: Nope. So so the thing is, is that like, and and I and I apologize if this sounds racist, but
2: everything sounds racist it? today. <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly.
2: yeah. yeah. You, you you say a black ant uh, attacked a red ant. That sounds racist. So just <laughs> go for it, bro. Just go for it.
3: Okay, so Juneteenth is coming up in Minneapolis.
2: Sure.
3: Uh, There's a report coming out in the next couple days that police officers have been taking that time off and that historically in Minneapolis, and and I mean this with all due respect, that Juneteenth is one of the bloodiest weekends for the Minneapolis area. Historically, for the last three years, more gunshots and murders have com- have been committed on the Juneteenth weekend. So, Rev, my question is, is that if we know that the co- we are understaffed, under-equipped, and that we don't have the police force to enforce laws in Minneapolis, and that we have these events coming up with Juneteenth, historically if we're concerned about public safety, don't you think the Minneapolis city council and the mayor should cancel these events?
2: No, because I've, I've been to uh, all the Juneteenths at the parks since pretty much day was having them here and I've not had a problem. So I don't know where that report comes from that, we all can't get together sometime and not act a fool.
5: I doubt it's coming from the events themselves. I think it's just coming from the street. You know.
0: Yeah. Oh, you give people some time and, off; they're going to take advantage. Pretty of
5: much, it. yeah. I mean, it's the summer. Summer always has a huge yeah, spike in gunshots, true. and and all uh, holidays tend to as well because, yeah. Like, yeah, people are just wandering the streets. You know, they're going to get in fights and it's just random violence. I think.
2: Sure. No, I right. that that part I understand, but at the actual event is that did I did I did I miss something? Are you meaning at the actual well, event that that there's yeah, shooting I just, and
3: I just it just that the thing is is that like with the environment and that it's probably going to be one of the hottest weekends in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, well, it sure is. Yep. Yeah. And historically and then historically speaking is that in minneapolis when the temperatures are over 90 degrees in the evening homicide rates increase mm-hmm. uh, i'm just saying is this that like like does like shouldn't the, and i and i mean this without the with 100 percent do like
2: no, back, I, no i understand what you're saying I, I, and that I, that's why i'm I, I feel, i'm saying no i, I feel fi- I'm, I'm saying okay, i'm so saying next- no to that and and like i said before um you know the Juneteenth that, that we've had have went off with a hitch. There's been parties. I mean, there was a big kickball tournament down in uh, in on Humble with uh, with over probably about six seven hundred black people uh, in the park right there in Humboldt this weekend. Humble and um, thirty uh, Humble and thirty seventh, and there wasn't a problem. There there was there was a there was a cookout. There was a cookout. Uh, on 38th, with uh, a lot of black people, that wasn't a problem. So if if but- that's the mindset of some people thinking that black people can't come together because of certain things, see that's why that's what that that's that's a large that's a large part of the problem. Um, some of the things that, that people are hearing um, through the media a lot of times that we can't we can't get together and do things um, is just a lie. Um, there's things that we can get together and do, and there's there's things that you know that we can't. So as far as Juneteenth goes, I just don't see anything going crazy there because everybody knows the rules. So that's the difference.
3: So, so would so here so here's kind of my thing though is that there's there's talks right now on Twitter is that. They're thinking about putting a curfew for the weekend. Do you think that would be a wise idea?
2: That's fine. They, they, they want to put a curfew on. I, I, I've, I've always said that, dude. I, I'm, I'm one of the people who, who's out here saying that this governor, if he ever wanted really do something for anybody, you know, he says he, he does this and does that. That's a damn lie. But. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm one of the people who says there needs to be a curfew on the weekend. There should be a curfew. No ifs ands or buts. Yeah. That, that that's that's, I mean that that's a no brainer, my friend.
3: All right. Okay. Last question. Last question. When are you running for office? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey,
2: I, like I told you guys, I couldn't run for office, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I'd be smacking people. I, I would not. <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. Y'all, y'all think I'm joking when I say that. Like the black like the black uh, Democrats that, that call him I would I would I would no I can't say that on air because then <laughs> then somebody'd be saying that I'm threatening somebody. Yeah,
0: that's true. I'm
2: just saying I, I wouldn't put up with a lot of things that these black democrats are doing. I, I would not. So to keep me out of jail and me my wife getting to coming to Tom and asking Tom if he can go on air and ask people for bail money. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there you
2: go. I, I keep I do what I do behind the scenes. And, and a lot of people, you know, if you – I talk to a lot of people, my friend. I, I really honestly do. There, there's a lot of Congress members. There's a lot of uh, uh, Republicans that I talk to, um, some Democrats, if they give me the opportunity, but in trying to make a difference and show them the difference. I just had Matt Burke. In my car, right, driving around North Minneapolis, you know, a, a few weeks ago, uh, giving him a, the layout of the land and showing him what's going on. So I do everything I possibly can do, you know, to make a difference. It, it, and I don't care who it is, Republican or Democrat, independent, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I just want a change, and I want to see a change, and I want the killing to stop. I like it. Thanks, man. Thank you, you, sir.
0: Have a great day. That's going to do it for the show today. Reverend Tim, you got to come back more often. Great well, you,
2: to see you. The do- you let me know, Tom. I'm here.
0: All right. We'll get it done. Thank you. Thank for your you, time, sir.
2: sir. I appreciate you having me. Thank you.
0: We'll talk to you tomorrow with All the right. family.